0: Time now for our uh, Radio.com Sports NFL Insider, Jason Locke and on Insider calls are brought to you by Mercedes-Benz, uh, drive a Mercedes-Benz van, and find out how far an extra mile really goes. You can also hear Jason with Brian Baldinger on Baldy's Breakdown with a new episode out twice a week. Just search Baldy, wherever the podcasts are. Jason, how you been? I'm
1: okay. hope everybody's well there.
0: Doing extremely well. Um, Let me start off first and foremost. The Baltimore Ravens still have the COVID issue going on. The game has been pushed back now until Wednesday, uh, where the NFL made the the Denver Broncos play without any quarterbacks. Is the NFL kind of all over the road on on kind of their rules and regulations when it comes to COVID and what they'll do for teams?
1: No, um, not at all. Uh, The Denver Broncos had one positive result. It was a quarterback who had four close contacts. Those close contacts – um, all chose to ignore various uh, parts of the protocol, which made them um, immediately become high-risk close contacts. They gathered for longer than they should have. They gathered in a manner they shouldn't have. They ate meals in that uh, area together when they shouldn't have. They didn't wear proper face masks. And... Uh, they lied. <laughs> they weren't forthcoming to the original investigators, w- which actually led to other players on that team reaching out to the NFLPA and saying, hey, we probably shouldn't be practicing because we probably shouldn't be around those guys. Um, it was limited to a group of close contacts in one position group and, again, only one player testing positive. The Ravens still have players testing positive. It's, it's mm-hmm. apples and oranges. They had an outbreak in their weight room that stemmed from a coach uh, – who shouldn't even have been in the building, who should have stayed home because he wasn't feeling great. And everybody goes through the weight room. And it took eight days before the league felt comfortable enough that everyone who needed to be quarantined had been quarantined. I mean, we're talking about 20 players on the COVID-restricted list. Um, that doesn't even include staffers, and we're talking about at least 12 positives. That's 12 times more than Denver. Um, it's not about position it's not about like your roster, it's not about competitive balance. It's about if we hold this game, if we travel this team, are we putting more individuals at risk of getting sick? In Denver's case, the all the science said no, and, and they were right, and Denver still only has one positive, Jeff Driscoll. In Baltimore's instance, it wasn't until Sunday morning when they felt like, okay, we've seen the tentacles of this. The, 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 the remaining positives will likely be guys who we already have identified as close contacts, who we expect to have to add to the list. <clears throat> and anything new would probably be from the community at large and not this outbreak. Once they reached that point in time medically, then they went about trying to figure out when they could stage the game. But... The Ravens were still adding new players to the COVID list as of yesterday, so I, I don't think they, that, that there's any comparison to be made whatsoever between those those two
0: situations. Is the uh, is the NFL should they just say you know look we need to get a little cushion here we're going to extend this season by a couple of weeks and push the Super Bowl back to the end of February?
1: I I, I don't hear that sentiment at all within the league because what are you pushing it back into? You know, like um. I don't think anybody thinks we're going to have wholesale distribution, and widespread distribution of a vaccine um, before the Super Bowl or within a couple of weeks after the Super Bowl, and the numbers are getting worse in pretty much every NFL community and not better. So they're racing the clock already. That's why they don't want to add a Week 18. So we add a Week 18 to maybe play one or two games that maybe have a limited impact on the playoffs. We push the actual playoffs back further into uh, – the unforeseen, and then we just hope that things get better. I think what we're dealing with um, from a scheduling standpoint this week will happen again. It'll, it may happen to some degree every week, but if the, the, the goal is to crown a champion, to whittle down from 32 to 1, in something like the normal manner it's done, pushing back regular season games doesn't really accomplish that. Like, kids... Again, I I, I have you know, like what I don't really know what's to gain other than <laughs> maybe you mitigate a little something here, but then you're going to be clustered again. You're you're going to be doing the same things you're doing. These communities are are going to continue to struggle to get their arms around the virus, and um, I don't get the sense that Dr. Alan Sills or anybody in the NFL medical community feels like. Things will be better in the middle of February than they are right now.
0: Uh, let's talk uh, more of the X's and O's side of things. Uh, Packers get a win; they're right behind the the Saints uh, for the top spot in the NFC. The Saints or the uh, Seahawks get another win last night. We've seen Brady struggle. We have seen some of these other teams rise and then take a step back. And right now, who do you think uh, are the top two or three teams in the NFC?
1: Uh, I think New Orleans. I mean, you win eight in a row. Uh, the defense has really reached a level now where it's it's playing great football. They can win in different ways with different style quarterbacks uh, you know is the taysom Hill thing something that I think would is ready to carry them through a full season right now no, but it it, it you know can it get them be a bridge to drew Brees? absolutely and when Brees comes back, will taysom Hill be even um, more evolved and ready to handle a little bit of a bigger role, and could they throw some different things at Taysom Hill as part of his packages that maybe they held back before because they weren't sure, but now they've seen him execute um, for three weeks or four weeks, whatever it turns out to be? I think that could bode very well for them. And remember, all the stuff they run for Taysom Hill as a you know, as some seasoning, as whatever the paprika on top. They not, they're not doing it right now because there's only one Taysom Hill. So when you have the element of Drew Brees and Taysom Hill on the field at the same time with Kamara, with Thomas, um, you know, with Sanders, with Jared Cook, and whatever variety Sean Payton decides, that, I think that's going to fortify that unit um, e- even further. So I, I think they're a very balanced football team, and, and I think they're the best team in the NFC. You know, Seattle and Green Bay um, – I, I worry about their defense. Uh, Seattle's going to look good for a couple weeks here because they're not playing any offenses who can do anything. But come January, I, I have my reservations. And, um you know, I think the Packers, I, I, I just, you know, they, I think they're built to come from behind more than they were last year. And obviously the, the passing game has evolved. But if you run on them with any volume, I think you find joy.
0: Hey, Jason, I think we lost Bill. Uh, So I guess we'll just continue on here. We're talking with Jason Lockenfora, Radio.com Sports NFL Insider here on the Bill Michael Show. Um, I I will ask you this. I mean, the NFC right now is just so loaded, and I, I just think it's just so hard to find one great team in this conference. I just think there's a lot of good teams. I mean, you mentioned Seattle, but you could really point out seven Eight teams that potentially could get on a run here and represent yeah. this conference in the super Bowl yeah
1: i don 't know if I'd say it's loaded i'd certainly say it's jumbled um you know i 'd say there's a lot of teams with not much separating them i, I like, like I said a minute ago, I do think New Orleans right now i'd have to put in a little bit of a different class than any, anybody else I mean they haven 't lost for two months now and they 're doing it without their starting quarterback um, but yeah I, I mean. Tampa, do they come out of this buy and figure some things out and look like more of a factor? Um, maybe you know it's a jumbled mess in the in in the NFC West. I mean, the Rams aren't great by any stretch of the imagination. The Forty ers now have a pulse. Um, Arizona is at a bit of a crisis. I think they're having a crisis of identity and a crisis of confidence. And if they're not inclined to run Kyler Murray a whole bunch in December, then I don't know that they even make the playoffs. Although the schedule, you know, lines up okay for them. Minnesota's off the mat now. I mean, I don't know if there's a whole lot separating Minnesota and Arizona and Tampa right now. I mean, does Tampa come out of the buy lay late an day and lose to Atlanta and lose to Minnesota? I I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility. I. I yeah, I, I think there's a big middle class in in the NFC, whereas in the AFC, I think you at least have you know a couple of teams that you'd say are above the pack uh, in, in in Pittsburgh and Kansas City, and then I think you have a, a second tier of like Tennessee and Buffalo teams that have a little bit of a playoff pedigree, and then you've got a big massive teams just like the NFC with the Cleveland's and the Raiders and the Baltimore's, and there's there's not much separating them. The Colts, it's, you kind of flip a coin.
0: Jason, always a pleasure. I certainly appreciate it, and we're going to talk later on down the road, but thanks for stopping in for a couple of minutes, okay? My pleasure. Have a great day. Thank you. You too. Appreciate it. There you go. Jason Lockenfora, you can find his stuff, our uh, radio.com NFL insider. You can find his stuff uh, weekly, uh, a couple of times a week, as a matter of fact, with uh, Baldy's breakdowns. Uh, with uh, Brian Baldinger. They, that's where they do it. You can just search Baldy wherever your uh, podcasts are heard, and he's brought to you by Mercedes-Benz. Drive a Mercedes-Benz van and find out how far an extra mile really goes. You can also hear him, like I said, with ba- Brian Baldinger's Baldy's Breakdowns on good stuff. Uh, Jason Lock and Fora there joining us for a couple of minutes on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider hiring drivers right now. You work hard. They treat you fair. 80-plus years. They've been doing it. Call them 844-PRIDE. To go to schneiderjobs.com. Don't forget, uh, the weather is cooler. And I woke up this morning, wind chills at about 16 uh, degrees, and I thought, oh, thank God.
1: We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof?